Senegalese born Ishmael Lowe, who is uh, 63 on the 30th of August this year. And uh, that was uh, Jamo Africa, Ishmael Lowe, that song. Oh, that song, that song, that song. This is uh, Late Night Conversations on SAFM. The time is 20 minutes to 11. My name is Patricia Nduli. We are the A-team, Phineas Ndobo on technical, Benzito Ricardo, who's the content producer. And then, obviously, in the newsroom, the beautiful and sultry voice of Zolega Kodashe. And you, yes, you A-teamer, love hearing from you, love getting your SMSs. Let me give you that number so that you can SMS us as we talk youth and and uh, infrastructure when it comes to ICT and um, digital access. The SMS number is 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. You can also call in ATMers on 0891-104-207. Alternatively, call 011-714-4045. Let me welcome our ATM guest for this time, and that is Dr. Walter Matley. Dr. Walter Matley is a researcher and senior lecturer at the Val University of Technology. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Matley. Good evening, Patricia and Tuli and FM listeners. Now, I'm very excited to be speaking to you because apparently I hear from the (laughs) grapevine that you're an avid listener of the show. So welcome now to becoming uh, the A-team guest. (laughs) Thank you so much, um, Dr. Matley, let's talk about the, the inequality when it comes to access to digital skills and also access to affordable data in South Africa. We know that with this pandemic of COVID-19, um, this inequality have be, has been made very apparent and very clear, especially in the education sector. Yes, when, when you look at um, the inequalities that exist in society, they, they, they sacrifice deeper. You look at what they do in terms of um, people having access to um, information, typically information related to jobs or developmental opportunities. People need to have um, good, as to say, um, quality ICT infrastructure, and also they need to have um, digital skills. So having none of those two, uh, it is advantage a person to, to, from being actively becoming participate an active participant in economic activities. Now, you know, when we are looking at this, um, um, this, this, this divide between the haves and the have-nots, it's not only because there are haves and have-nots, but it's also because of our infrastructure in South Africa and the cost of data, as opposed to the rest of countries around Africa, even the BRICS countries. Let's look at what the statistics say when it comes to the cost of data and uh, the cost or lack of um, infrastructure. Yes, um, when you look at um, the infrastructure issue, it, it is even showing now when people are working from home. Some regions in South Africa, they've got, um, what, uh, what is it, fiber, others they don't have. So people working remotely, they will also encounter challenges. Those are uh, what you call uh, social structures. Others will have and others will not have. So you make the means of what you have. Um, when you look at in terms of uh, the cost of data, uh, South Africa, it's, it's very expensive compared to the other um, five nations from the BRICS. Uh, a study recently done this year in February shows that um, for a one a gig of, uh, of a data in South Africa, it costs about 4.30 US dollars. When we look at Brazil, it costs about 0.01 US dollars. So the gaps and the margins are very, very big. So there's a necessity that um, perhaps government and also network um, providers, they use um, the price of data so that people can have access 
include online services. Mm. And obviously this is seen right now as we are under lockdown and people are urged to work from home. Others are trying to learn new skills online. But if you are like most South African people who are, especially young South African people who are from disadvantaged backgrounds and in communities that don't have fiber, in communities where, um, you know, the, the, the minimum income in the community is below the breadline, then this becomes very difficult for a young person to be able to search for a job, search for schooling, do online studying, and expose themselves to digital skills, then how do we fight this? How do we correct this? Maybe that's the correct term to use. I mean, government must have policies in place that would ensure that um, they provide enabling infrastructure. So the enabling infrastructure will allow people who are self-taught that they can teach themselves. If I do not have resources, it will become difficult for me to learn ICT skills or even to search jobs uh, online. But if I've got enabling resources, then I'm able to do that. So government needs to channel that um, work hand in hand with um, the mobile operators because they've got, uh, they are more responsible, they are more responsible for the quality of network coverage that you have in the country. And how far are we to get uh, the government to participate? and make sure that our infrastructure is at a level that will assist young people and make sure that the, the you know, the cell phone providers or the, the ISPs are also pulling their weight when it comes to giving us data at, a, at an affordable price. I mean, um, government is trying. You look at um, provinces or perhaps uh, metropolitan municipalities. They've got um, infrastructure where they provide free Wi-Fi to disadvantaged communities, particularly within the public space, like your libraries, your municipal buildings. And government is trying, but it's not going to be a a once-off or a a six-month project that is going to convert everything. So we need government that is active, government that will work hand-in-hand with other stakeholders to ensure that our people have got access to resources. You are within the education field. Talk to us here, uh, Dr. Madley, uh, about some of the challenges that the students that you deal with have been facing. With with regards to working online? Yeah. Yeah, there, there are challenges um, also in education uh, space. I think we, like, for the typical example, would be when we have an online test, others because they went to their villages where they originally come from, they will send messages that they were not able to, or perhaps they had a, a, a bad network coverage, so they were not able to write a test within specific dates that were set. So as a provision, you, you, you find yourself in a place where the test is open for a number of days, not only at specific hours, such as normally in the classroom 11, and we perhaps a test for three hours. Now we open a test for three days so that a person has got provision to find a, perhaps a spot where he can get a good connection to connect and try to, to check the assessment. And and obviously in, in more affluent areas where you don't have such issues, these students are flying through uh, their academics where these uh, students who are in disadvantaged communities are obviously still lagging behind. It's good that the university that you're with is trying to make sure that, you know, you accommodate all your students. But what happens with students that will be coming in for the first year next year um, to study and they've never seen a computer? They don't have access to digital skills. What will happen to them? Are they means to make sure that these students are put to par with other students globally? 
Yes, um, the university has got a number of initiatives at the beginning of the year where they train. Um, because remember, when they come into the university, they don't come from uh, the same or the same level of uh, what is it, the same caliber of high schools. Others they are more advanced, and others are not. So there are trainings that they conduct um, just before the orientation, so that others they can become familiar with the environment that we use in the university before we commence to the classes. So that also contributes, I think, in a way it. Um, it positions them to a better understanding of the university environment uh, to transit from where they come from. This is Late Night Conversations. We are talking to Dr. Walter Madley. Um, a I'd like to hear from you. How do you suggest that we could overcome the current lack of infrastructure in South Africa when it comes to um, uh, the, the, the infrastructure for us being able to access quick, fast and reliable internet in order for us to be able to be part of the global uh, society and also gain adequate skills when it comes uh, to um, digital skills? The number to dial is 0117 one four four oh four five or oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven you can also sms on four one three nine one let's uh, get these solutions going or even give us your you know your experiences i mean i had a skype meeting this morning and it it went not so well it started off okay and then the network just you know kept on jumping and that frustrated the living daylights out of me but I had to be patient because I understand that these things do happen and I'm sure like myself many of you A-teamers have experienced this we are talking to Dr. Walter Matley, SFM Late Night Conversations Late Night Conversations Late Night Conversations Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. One hundred four to one hundred seven nationwide and on DSTV channel eight one four. This is SAFM. You are tuned into late night conversations. My name is Patricia Tuli. We are the A team and A team at this moment. We are talking about a social issue, and uh, that is that of uh, young people, young South Africans, and uh, I suppose a lot of us as South Africans who are facing the 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 the. the the, the heaviness of not having proper infrastructure to ensure that we access the Internet of Things easier and also making sure that young people get the much needed digital skills. So, Dr. Walter Madley, who is a um, researcher and senior lecturer at Val University of Technology, is on the line just giving us a more insight as to what can be done, what we should be doing. You can call the number 891 to join in on the conversation as an A-teamer, or you can SMS 41391. Dr. Madley, I'd like us to look at this issue right now, the issue of the, the shortage of skills. It is quite a difficult issue because if we are not able to introduce young people to the Internet of Things at a grassroots level, we are always going to be in the back foot when it comes to the fourth industrial revolution. Yes, um, I, I think we must also acknowledge that there are some initiatives that are trying to address the issue of skills in our communities. However, there's a necessity to strengthen those um, those inter- interventions. I mean, when you look at the first quarter of 2020, um, the, num- the number of people who are currently not engaged in education, employment, or training, they are alarming. And worse, if they are not engaging in the meantime with any 
some sort of um, ICT skills uh, in that period, they're going to be left behind. It's going to be difficult for them to become part of uh, what they call the knowledge economy. Mm. So we need to make sure that uh, we, we, we access these skills. Let's say I'm from a rural area and I'm tuned in right now. And in my community, things are not so forthcoming. Yes, we are aware that there's a library, there's um, access to Wi-Fi, but we don't really know how to use it. What is it that I can do to ensure, after listening to this conversation, that I'm tapping into um, the fourth industrial revolution in a much more robust way? I think what, what is also important is to do research. And if perhaps if you're in the rural areas, you have to go to perhaps a library, talk to a librarian to teach you how to navigate, how to search online. And then if you want to be, if you want to perhaps have interest in, in the 4i art, then you look at things such as um, um, code, and then you look at coding, uh, programming, and look at what are some of the careers that you can follow there. I mean, people are saying a program will become the next English. And that with that said, meaning that everything will be more, more of your jobs will come from a programming side. If you, if you are to, to digitalize most of the things that will require a, a, a good um, programming space that would uh, require, that, that will make a, a provision for, for more jobs in that space. Now, as you've spoken about uh, the new careers that are going to emanate because of fourth industrial revolution, do you feel that as South Africa we are ready for this particular change? And young people who are seeking employment or going to study, are they uh, have they had enough career guidance as to which careers are going to be more um, more suitable for our future? You know, unfortunately, because of the inequalities that you experience, social structures that we have um, in our country. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's, how can I put it? It's not easy because you go to a school, you are taught by a guidance teacher who, who the person is not more exposed to the number of careers that are involved in IT. For a typical example, when you talk of IT, a person will be thinking of help desk or programming, not meaning that it's computer security and others. The more you drill down, you focus you realize that IT is, has got other, other components of careers that you can follow into. So research is very important and also to make sure that you become part of uh, the, the, the knowledge economy is that um, you know you continuously learn, either formal or informal. You know you update your mind, you update um, your knowledge in terms of what is happening in and around uh, the world. Mm. Let me go here to um, an A-teamer via SMS. Uh, they are saying it is a crisis. Students and learners are dropping out. Price of data can be an area-based cross-subsidation. So it seems that a lot of, well, this particular ATMA has experienced students dropping out of school due to the price of data during this lockdown lockdown period. Yeah, but a number of universities, you would uh, recall, either private, like Jason, or as public, that um, they have made provision for, 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 for learners with no laptops and data so that they can have access to online learning that we are currently doing. So... If a person says they, they do not have access to data, what, what is the, what is what is being put in place by that specific university? I understand where I am. Um, they have done a, a survey and they have made sure that students have got the laptops those that they do not have, and also they've got a monthly data that they get. 
As we close off, uh, let's encourage young South Africans uh, when it comes uh, to uh, gaining digital skills and the importance of that. Yeah, you know what? Looking for a job comes at a cost. You know, um, sometimes we take it for advantage because um, we we have skills, me and you. And, but when you do the survey, go down on the street to realize that there are people who are really digitally illiterate and that um, there is a necessity for... We cannot put everything on government. Also, the private sector and other stakeholders, NGOs, to come together and find ways to to provide trainings to our, our people in our community, either be formal or informal, some sort of training so that people are not left behind. I mean, as you've said, there's so much inequalities in our community. And with this COVID, it's exposing everything. Thank you so very much, Dr. Walter Madley. It's been such a great pleasure speaking to you and uh, looking forward to hearing your comments as a member of the A-team. Oh, yes, Pat. Have a great evening. Thanks, Pat.